1: Welcome to Just Want to Quilt, a research podcast coming out of Tulane University Law School, where we explore all kinds of things, stories about quilting, tools, field trips, maybe some famous quilters stop by, and of course, a little bit of copyright thrown in just for fun. This is Elizabeth Townsend-Gard. I'm a law professor at Tulane University Law School, and I have two faculty fellows i um, one at the Business School for Entrepreneurship, uh, the LePage Faculty Fellow at the A.B. Friedman School of Business, and one for Narrativity in Fiber and Gender at the Newcomb Institute, which is um, the Greenbaum Fellowship. And I just want a quilt. Anfield of True Blue Quilts joins us. She is one of our featured designers of our Inventory Quilt Project, which is going on um, we have a special subgroup for it, um, JWQ Inventory Quilt, and um, this is just so much fun. So everybody's working um, with the, um, looking at their inventory and seeing what they're doing, and designers are doing that too with us, and we're using their patterns, and it's super fun. So let's chat with Andy.
0: I am Andy Stanfield of True Blue Quilts, and I am in Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Ah, we went to Univers- U of A. We were in Tucson for many years. Ah, yes. Yes. It's funny, but Tucson and Phoenix are very different places, aren't they?
0: Quite a bit, yeah. Tucson definitely has the smaller college town feel and um, a little more kind of artsy and (laughs) old world with all the uh, southwestern history, and Phoenix is definitely a major metropolitan area. Right.
1: I remember going there, this is ages ago, my kid was born there, so she's 16, and we moved to London when she was two, so it's been a while, but I do remember very, such different feel between Tucson and Phoenix, like, Tucson, like, loved its earthiness and its cactus, and it's, like, it was very, like, absorbing the culture and kind of groovy and, like, the whole thing, and Phoenix was yeah. very much, like, concrete and like getting the job done like 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 right. don't mess with us like we don't have time for your stupid cactus <laughs> like, it, was like, <laughs> it was very funny it was like oh wow i'm back into like because i was a california kid so the whole tucson thing was sort of weird to me too they're like you know the roving javelinas and like uh you know all this ridiculousness of like yep. the tucson embraces um, and then phoenix is just much more like a regular city um yes right yes
0: We do take pride in surviving the heat, so.
1: Yes, that's true, too. It's interesting. Um, Yeah, I think um, you're forever changed if you live in Arizona in terms of what is hot. Um, So, yeah, interesting. What's your first memory of someone sewing or quilting in your life?
0: Oh, my gosh. It goes back to my grandmother as a – I've had handmade items in my life forever. My mom mm-hmm. sewed my clothes when I was little. I remember um, pillows. So that was a handmade. Yeah. I had a little pocket with an embroidered tooth on the front. Nice. Um, yes. And,
1: Very yeah. sweet. Oh. oh, yes. The tooth fairy. So lovely. And then how did you get into quilting?
0: It's all my mom's fault. She had a retirement project and opened a fabric and yarn store. Really? Yeah. And she is, we live in the same city. She's about 20 minutes uh, down the road from me here Mm -hmm. in the Phoenix area. And uh, so I was involved in that whole process of helping her out, opening the store, working there and you can't work in a, craft-based business without doing the craft so so that was my entry into the world of
1: quilting interesting and tell me a little bit about sort of what how you see yourself your 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 true blue quilts just spelled the way you think it would be t-r-u-e blue spelled like the color and quilts.com tell me a little bit about like what this is and how what role this plays in your life
0: Well, I am trying to make True Blue Quilts my full-time business. I am a long-arm quilter, pattern designer, and teacher. So uh, just a few years after I learned to quilt, I wanted to be able to finish my own projects. And I had met some other long-arm quilters here in the area, and they mentored me. And I started uh, quilting. For hire as well as my own projects, and so, so that's the main you part. A couple, a yeah, let me ask
1: you a couple questions. And then questions. I, wait, let's yeah. Ca- yeah, yeah. So let me, and then it got. Let me pause on that. So tell me a little bit about your long arming business. Do you oh. what kind of system? Oh, is it behind you? Oh, Sorry, um, tell me a little bit about your long arming business. So I have a Gammel Classic
0: Plus long arm. It's a stitch regulated, you know, large industrial machine. Long arm yeah. machines are industrial type sewing machines. And I have a very um, accommodating and supportive husband who allowed me to in take over that room in our house to set up this 12 foot table. Yeah. And um, I was active in. Local guilds, I say was because I um, don't maintain a membership. I drop in occasionally, but uh, don't participate in the monthly guild meetings as regularly as I used to. Um, So I was able to quickly through word of mouth and knowing people in the local area, uh, get my name out there as a resource to quilt for people. So um, I Made up a business card, put it in the local quilt shops, and have been able to maintain a pretty steady uh, customer base. Not a huge number of customers, but as much as I can reasonably accommodate to um, to keep up with with their projects and my own.
1: Right. Interesting. So let me ask you a couple questions. First, is it free motion or are you doing automated?
0: It's all hand guided. I do both um pantographs, which are edge to edge designs where I use a laser light to follow a pattern mm-hmm. and, as well as my own um free motion quilting
1: designs. Interesting. And then how um do, how do you put put the um the quilts on? Do you use like red snappers or zippers or pins? So sort of how are you putting I, them on?
0: I pin the quilt to the leaders, the leaders. on my on my machine, oh. um, yeah, I've seen the the red snapper brand name stuff, but I just I've gotten used to the, the pinning, pinning, and it right. really doesn't take me that long. Yeah, so yeah. I continued with that method.
1: Interesting. And then so here's to another. So how long did you do it before you had clients? Like how did you feel like you got good at it quickly, or did you feel like it took a long time to practice? Um.
0: How's our connection? It seems like you're breaking up. I think the question yeah. was how long it took me to feel comfortable. Before um, you brought,
1: yeah, before you had clients. Um. Gosh, I can't.
0: Maybe six months to yeah. a year. I Although I, I started pretty quickly because we had, we did charity groups in the guild. I was more active at the time when I first got my long arm that, um, shortly before my daughter was born and so being able to work on those charity quilts yeah it was good really practice helpful. yeah and, uh, yeah
1: yeah we were doing that right now it's funny i feel like we have both automation and we can do free motion but we also have automation and i feel like with my free motion it's still like i worked really hard at it and it's still not where i want it to be and i don't know why and i don't know how to get better do you know
0: um I always recommend to people to sketch and doodle. Yeah. Feathers took me a long, long time, and I yeah. had to take a couple classes before I really felt comfortable. I also have a um, – besides just sketching, I have a whiteboard. Yeah. And using the bigger markers and trying to fill the space on the whiteboard – Yeah. I found was a a pretty good way to build that muscle memory and, and get your mind thinking about the way you sit. So I did that classes also.
1: Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Also what did you say? I'm sorry. I think I started. uh, I was
0: talking about the whiteboard.
1: Yeah. The whiteboard. Right, right, right. Right. That sounds like great. So here's what I think is happening. I think my left hand and my right hand are in conflict. I think that one wants to go one way. You well, know what that's I mean? like, interesting. <laughs> yes. So it gets a, like a little bit jerky as I'm turning a corner. And so I can't figure out if I, my right my hand, handwriting sucks. So I don't know if it's because I'm just terrible at handwriting or drawing. Or if it's that, I do think that my left hand is more, listens to my brain more than my right hand. So I don't know. I think I'm very confused. Do you, is it just natural to you? Are you focused on your right hand mostly? Is what what role are your hands playing in moving the machine? No, you don't even like. It. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's very interesting.
0: And I have watched a lot of Natalia Bonner's videos, yeah. uh-huh. and she quilts with one hand. Yeah. So that was my immediate thought when you said that. Yeah, you is that maybe like I should try just I, one hand? Yeah. yeah, I typically have both hands on the handles. Yeah, but my right hand is dominant, and that's the free motion switch on and off is on my right side. So you're really so, comfortable. Yeah, that makes sense. And, I've yeah,
1: never and had a, I, yeah, and if i like dom, I'm very not. I don't have a dominant side, and so that although I write with my right hand, and I think it's very – I think I'm just overcomplicated it. But it's only when I do those curves, and it's a curve in a certain way where it gets a little bit jaggedy, and it really upsets me. Like it really ruins my day. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I would definitely try uh, just using just one, one hand.
1: hand. Right, like, right, yeah. one behind my back and one – See which one wins. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Yeah,
0: joystick. The joystick model, not exactly. the, the two hands on the
1: wheel. Exactly. But I realized that because I was like, wait a second. Like, who who's in charge here? <laughs> it feels like there's my brain and two arms that don't want to be talking to each other. So, I don't know. So, uh-huh. anyway.
0: Yeah, that can be frustrating.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like do you? Um, the other thing I'm noticing with the free motion is that I'm better when I'm better rested. Like I, if I'm really tired, it's just not going as well. Do you feel that way, or does it not matter?
0: Yes, I definitely do better if I can quilt in the morning. I'm a morning person. I get up early. I like to, do yeah, big. T- first thing so yes yeah. I will quilt early in the day and then it's very hard for me if I've been out and about during the day and then have to come home and yeah. try to get in the groove
1: yeah I've really so, switched I used to quilt like after the day like at 10 o'clock or midnight where I'm like I should be in bed but I'm quilting but I switched it now and so I feel like if I get up and I do a couple of hours before the rest of the house is up that it's going better
0: yes definitely
1: it's interesting. Uh,
0: unfortunately, my daughter's bedroom is sandwiched right between my sewing room and the room I have the long arm in. I,
1: <laughs> so yes, I, I know I it's
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, as much, even though I'm awake, it's you know you three feel or like four it, hours, you're being rude. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's yeah, true. yeah. So
1: it's funny because um, at first, a little bit when we first got the long arm, my kid slept through everything, but she wasn't sleeping through the long arm, and now she is. <laughs> She's adjusted. <ingested>. Oh. <laughs> Because I was like, I cannot wait till you get up to do this because it's really frustrating. So, okay. you know, because you know, are the prime
0: to... hours that we could be quilting. exactly,
1: please wake up. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then sometimes when I'm quilting, like, you know, sometimes you just need to quilt way late into the night, you know, like it's you've had that kind of day and. Yeah, and so she's a teenager, and she's used to all of us being asleep, so she's got her own time, like, at 2 a.m. or whatever. She's talking with her friends, and she's always kind of weirded out of, like, Mom, why are you doing this right now? I'm like, I am on a groove. <laughs> you're going to have to share the space, man. <laughs> Silly. Um, all right, so tell me more about um, – you're one of our featured designers um, this this um, February. Um, yeah. And we're so excited about this. So – Tell me a little bit about which. Um, let me see if I can get back to your. Um, oh, I was at your YouTube channel. So, tell me about um, the pattern we're doing for, with you. I drafted
0: the angel wings pattern mm. after I saw a knitted baby blanket mm-hmm. that had that kind of subtle angel uh, motif on it, and I said, "Hey, I can I can do that with." Um, kind of the pixelated, you know, whether you use two and a half, three inch squares, you can make it any size square. Um, and then.
1: Oh, and you put the baby in the middle. So like the little wings and then you put your baby in the middle. um, Exactly.
0: Like newborn photos and stuff. So, um, and then if I make that version of the pattern for someone, I put something more fun and neutral on the back. Oh, very sweet. Yeah. uh, so, it, you know, you don't have to just leave it for the one photo opportunity.
1: Right, right.
0: I definitely want quilts to be used. Um, but I also, uh, when I heard about the inventory quilt project, yeah. I definitely am all over anything scrappy, and yeah. the scrappy the better. So right. I, I wanted to challenge myself for a new version of that Love same it. pattern and see a uh, use do a multicolor version and try to turn it into a butterfly. Love it. So.
1: Oh, that's
0: great. That'll be great. So I've sorted my scraps by color. That's how I tend to to keep things um, somewhat organized. I love it. And so this just uh, dovetailed so great into that because I do so much better if I have a challenge all my friends and family joke that you know if you put a challenge or something to join andy's first in line (laughs) i like that uh, (laughs) but it does it motivates me to get done otherwise i you know it would be three years and i'd be still talking about oh yeah i was gonna make a butterfly quote right
1: so oh i love it it's so great well, we're so psyched! And have you sent us the pattern? Um, I haven't been to the office this week, so did you send it by email or send a pattern in, or no? I
0: I sent hard copies back in December.
1: Oh, I'm sure they're there. I'm I, Janice. Janice okay. is my my program manager, and what we learned is like I get too excited and I take some home, <laughs> and so I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowed to open the mail anymore. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they're there. (laughs) Don't worry. But I'll double check. No, because it was really bad. She was like, what happened to these patterns? (laughs) I was like, oh, well, you know, they looked really cute. So, (laughs) I just need to take it home. She's like, stop (laughs) taking things home. So, I'm not allowed to open the mail anymore because, you know, it's too tempting. I'm like, come on. I can make this one. And then, of course, life gets in the way and. All those things. So, okay, yeah, I'll check check and see. We're going to be doing the matching up this week, hopefully. Um, and, um, And then people have plenty of time.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Time to make them, so, um, so I'm excited um, and sort yes. of see their process and all that. Now, I have to ask you, tell me about the is that cross-stitch behind you? Is that a sampler, a cross-stitch sampler behind you? Yeah. Yes,
0: actually. Um, in high school and college, I did a lot of Cross stitch. You were asking about, um yeah, how I got into all this, yeah, you know, and yarn and textile stuff. I did uh, cross stitch for a lot of years. I think I have enough different framed stuff to yeah, put it. It one in every room. Yeah, um, but yeah, I did. It was a old fashioned type. Yeah, sample. looks like it.
1: Looks like the um, kind of things my mom and I did when I was growing up. It's a So, um, yeah, it's got a particular look. It's like, you know, it's a sampler, right? With alphabet and flowers. Yeah. It has
0: the kind of the rose motif around the outside, um, the alphabet in uppercase and lowercase. Yeah. I loved those.
1: I just loved uh, those.
0: Bible verse and animals at the bottom. Oh,
1: that's so nice. I like it. Well, um, do you have any copyright or legal questions or, um, worries in general? We usually end with that part of it. Um,
0: I'm sure you talk about this a lot. It's kind of what drew me in to the Just Want to Quilt um, community yeah. from the beginning with the idea of using things that are in the public domain. Yeah. Because there's you know, standard block. Totally
1: easy. Right.
0: Are there. I mean, you can see my banner here. Yeah. Uh, right. Is, is all classic stuff. Right. When designers go to publish stuff based on those basic blocks,
1: yeah,
0: that's fine. how much how much trouble are we getting ourselves You're not into? getting
1: into your, anything into trouble, right? That's the point of it is that we have a common pool and everybody can use it. The really question is like how much protection can you have for yours Versus me doing the same thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. that varies. And it depends on how I'm using it. So let's say you, I want to use, so you have, so we're we're an audio thing. So you've got a, um, your your name, two boot quilts with um, uh, some squares and then like four different uh, traditional Mm -hmm. blocks in each corner. Let's say Mm -hmm. that I was like, ah, I want to do that for just one of quilts. And I did, mm-hmm. I used the same, I maybe I changed the color a little bit, but it made mm-hmm. it confusing for people because I used basically the same thing you did, but maybe I did it in pink and I called it like pink, mm-hmm. true pink quilts or something. Um, then yeah. you're going to get really mad, right? You're going to just be like, look, come on, you're con- confusing everybody. Like you used mm-hmm. my logo, you made it true pink quilts, I'm true blue quilts. That's not cool. So the law starts to see it that way, right? So trademark if you're confusing the customers as to the source identification, source identifier as a source identifier, you've got trouble. Mm -hmm. The other part is like let's say. Oh, let's say, let's say, like, um, like your meteor quilt, right? You've got a meteor quilt that's got a whole bunch of, took you time to make this, I would imagine. It was very creative. Did you make it in EQ8 or just make it yourself? It's quite lovely. Oh, yes. We,
0: um, that was a collaboration with my mom. Nice. Um, and it's based off of Angle Play templates, which are a, um, specific brand of right triangle. Got template, So, it. yes, we, um, we design that in EQ software.
1: So let's say this is really awesome and people like it and you it becomes popular. And then you go to Walmart one day and you see it being sold in the betting section and it looks just like yours. Now, you're if you've registered it with the Copyright Office or you register it really quickly, which costs a little bit more, you can sue them. Right because mm-hmm. it's a big commercial use of your work and we saw this and and you don't have to sue them you know there's examples of like you know Home Depot using someone's quilt but they didn't really do anything about it. It doesn't you don't have to do anything about it and sometimes you win and sometimes you don't um, but it mm-hmm. um, it's usually when it's a commercial entity it's a really cute quilt looks great on the bed too. it looks really looks that's a great quilt. Um, I think it really is just depends on sort of, how important it is to you to pursue it and who it was and all that kind of stuff. But like the ones that were, it's just, so you can sort of see like the degree, right? Like at at what point is it important for you to protect your territory? Um, You have another one that's yellow stars, digital quilt pattern, which is like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it's so it's like uh, on point, like it's square and then it's got two borders. Right. So it's very basic, um, Mm -hmm. but very nice. And if you're a beginner, no idea how to make this, right? Like you need the instructions and all of that. If someone else does that pattern, you're not going to really – you're doing it out of convenience, right? Even if right. like – so it's not like you're super protective of that pattern, although it's really awesome. And the coloring and the way you did it is amazing. I love the dark orange and the – I mean, it's just really pretty. Um, you. you might like – let's say and then I'll stop. So the other situation is where like you put this up and then somebody else in our community makes it and claims it as their own, but clearly it's yours, then the community goes all crazy on social media and they like <laughs> pressure the people to take it down or apologize or whatever. And that's sort of community policing, right? And so if that happens more than anything yeah, else, I is that, that yeah. Does that make
0: sense?
1: Yeah. For, D- for sure. Because we it, you know we have seen that. that
0: kind of community response. And I think that is such an important part of kind of the, the Vanguard you in terms of the copyright. I know um, Sam Hunter is a member of this community and she's been very vocal vocal. about, yeah. And, and just for uh, quilters and crafters to take credit and, and, Ask for their ask for value, you know, right. for people to value their work. Yeah, because you know this is a this is a business, and yeah. we need to treat ourselves in a business like right. manner. So I totally um, agree.
1: On the flip side of it, a lot of the stuff that we do is for convenience, not create, not because you know what I mean. Like we're most of the pattern makers are really focused on beginners. Because beginners, Mm -hmm. like when I see the quilt that I'm way into right now, the Yellow Suns digital quilt pattern is just insanely cute. I really do like your stuff. Um, I think, oh, I can make that. Like you look at it Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I know how to make that. Right now I may buy your pattern because I want to make it the way you made it or it's more convenient so I don't have to deal with the math. But a beginner doesn't know how to do that. And so most of the pattern makers, unless you're doing intermediate or advanced work, Um, are really, it's convenience, right? It's teaching. It's, um, you're not super protective that nobody else makes that block um, because you didn't, you weren't the first one to make it, right? Like you're just, you just did it in a really interesting way. Um, And again, sort of the selection arrangement coordination is you've got a copyright on it. It's just not, you know, I imagine you didn't register it with a copyright office and you're not like aggressively, Policing it, like there's just sure. not a lot, you know, and there's no reason to, like the economics right. doesn't make so, sense. So, uh, yeah, that's right. Um,
0: definitely the so okay. So here's another educational opportunity yes. um, for me and the rest of the audience. Of course, what, um, how much protection do I have just by saying, "Hey, I copyright this because I put it out into the world in." So, copyright
1: happens automatically. You don't have to do anything versus the, through, versus registering. So it. I, that's a really good question, and that's a, that's kind of my um, one of my um, soapboxes. Um, right. So, first, um, you when you create something, it automatically has protection, so you don't have to do anything. Then, when you put mm-hmm. notice on it, it alerts the word that world that you care about it. So, copyright with your name and the um, mm-hmm. the date, um, and then if you register the work. With the copyright office, you're really telling the world, this is something that really matters to me, right? Because then you get, you can go to court Mm -hmm. you can have statutory damages potentially, which is up to $150,000 for infringement. You can have attorney's fees. So if you're really serious, now the thing that I really like about, um, you can do it a number of ways. So one of the things you could do is you could take all of your patterns and put them into a book and then register the book right, that, that's one way to think about it. You don't have to register each individual one. You could also take them before you have published them um, and take up to 10 of them and register them as unpublished works and you don't have to register them again as published works and you can do 10 for the price of one, basically. So that um, is what we're really encouraging people to do. The other thing mm-hmm. we're really encouraging people to do and we haven't thought about, we're thinking about this, is um, as, you, you know, again... You can't do it just to – the Copyright Office has this explicit thing. You can't just make it into a book so that you can register it. You have to actually be selling the book. But we've gotten really good at self-publishing right now. Um, And so one of the things we're thinking about is ways for – as part of our kind of educational component, that you could take all of your patterns and put them into a book, right? And that Mm -hmm. would be super great. And then you could sell the book, which is – you can charge more for – um, and you can do that through self-publishing and we potentially could help people do that um, and then also have them out on our website, on your website. Um, and so it really is a way to think about how do you – because I think it is easier to protect a book, right? That if someone infringes a book and infringes your pattern in a book, it's easier than just one pattern, right? There's something about it that is like –
0: Right, the one little
1: – Yeah. Um, and yeah. – oh. I think my copyright hat says we should be doing that more. You know, we should have, you know, the True book Quilt book. And we should have people creating these really interesting, um, because we're going to lose a lot of what we're doing right now to technology, Mm. because you're never going to have it out. If it's in a book form, it might survive. But if it's just digital, Mm. it won't. So um, I think that that's, that's my preservation historian hat, my copyright hat. Uh, sort of thinking through all that, but we haven't quite gotten there. But we are thinking about that as having people being able to um, submit and become authors with us, um, and then that way you could sell it. You would be an author that you could sell your own book on your website, but also we would help you with the, the um, self publishing that you'd be under our our publishing arm. Um, sure, you know, sure, so. yeah. And
0: I have, um, as I said, my mom and I collaborated, so some of my patterns have been pulled from my two self-publishing efforts. Right, right. uh, And tell me a little
1: bit about those self-publishing efforts. How did you find the experience?
0: The process, I thought, was actually pretty easy. Right, right? Uh, Craziness. Yeah. Well, in terms of the actual just, you know, I've written, you know, how many dozens of hundreds of words documents, right? Convert it to a PDF and upload it to the um, it was Create Space now yeah, uh, right. KDP, right. The Amazon Self Publishing Center.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know, of, of, of course, there's a learning curve. of a learning curve,
1: yeah. The exactly. Quality
0: of photos and that kind of stuff, but I I really think it's learnable. I totally agree
1: and then By that the
0: book. Vast majority of the mm-hmm. what taken no i was just saying yeah it's um, anybody you know put in heart. some time to to learn the basics yeah. and yeah like you said then you have that book and, and
1: then you register that That's your right.
0: port of entry to the rest of the community we had great success doing trunk shows and book signings when we called quilt shops and said hey can can we come in and show you our, our quilts and our book? And, yeah. and they were very happy to,
1: interesting. to have that. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is, I mean, if you're thinking about like, I think the, the self publishing and then the registration at the copyright office makes a lot of sense to me. Um, because again, you get mm-hmm. more bang for your buck. You could have all of your patterns in there or some of them or whatever ones you care about. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not, it's just something to do and you can do different volumes, right? You can do volume one, volume two, volume three, um, and then people start yeah, to get yeah, Going,
0: I actually, uh, this is gosh, 10, 12 years ago, at kind of the height of the quilting blog yeah. world, a, a lady I followed every year she would print her blog into a book book format
1: very interesting so right
0: he has that physical right exactly uh, keepsake of her digital memories
1: right. so
0: uh,
1: so yeah, interesting I,
0: it, right it, it's great yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think this is so great. I'm so glad you're here and I will check on the, I'm so funny. Like, like the level of chaos is like so high at this point, um, that yes, I will go to the office and I will double check to make sure your pattern is there. Um, or I'll message Janice. Janice is our senior program manager and she really does keep everything working. Um, cause I am okay, not the best about that part. So yes, she's got a lot of Excel spreadsheets of keeping me organized. Um, which just makes me laugh really hard. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'm so yes. psyched. Okay, okay, so we're gonna be posting it. it's this. Very easy. What? I was gonna say,
0: I have the hard copies. I also have the digital version. So I for
1: some reason expensive. it didn't show up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna be um, editing, well, lightly editing this um, this weekend and hopefully get it up um, next week because um, you're part of our February, you're our part yeah. of our February, February designers. Um, I'm so psyched. This is good. Um, this is so great. Um, I'm so glad you came and chatted with us and, um, and we well, chatted about lots know. of good stuff. Anything else before we end?
0: Yes. I just wanted to let everyone know that I will be continuing to share, uh, progress videos on my YouTube channel awesome. too, So be sure to look for, for the blue Butterfly. Quilts on YouTube.
1: Oh, fabulous. I can't wait. So this is so great. And your YouTube channel is also true blue quilts. Um, your website is true blue quilts. Um, and this has just been delightful. I thank you so much for spending time. And I do know that we had to reschedule and I appreciate, um, I appreciate everything. Oh, yeah,
0: no, this has been great. You've started building a wonderful community. I'm happy to be a part of
1: it. I'm really excited. I can't, I'm really excited about the design. I think really having the conversation about the designers and thinking about your patterns, I think is really the next step of what we needed to be doing. And I'm really excited that you're being willing to be part of that. Um, and um and so interesting i love it i can't wait to see the angel wings turning into a butterfly it'll be really cool i love it
0: awesome, awesome. Right. thank you
1: all right and you're cool with us posting as is that you didn't say anything naughty or scandalous you okay to, do you need to review no, it I before didn't. i post
0: no 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 no. Okay. go ahead
1: i have to legally ask you that. all right hold on don't hang up all right so you've been listening to just want to quilt a research podcast coming out of Tulane University Law School. And I'm Elizabeth townsend Gar. If you like this podcast, keep listening. Also, we have a Facebook group. Come join us. We talk about a lot of things. We also have an Instagram account. And of course, most importantly, I really hope you get a chance to quilt today.